for granted. But preparation is the key to having an enjoyable experience. God, that's that's a coined. Yeah, no joke. Let's save that for later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we'll start the episode off right there. Yeah. Welcome back to All Packed Up. Um, we are joined by a very special guest. I'm not going to introduce her. I'm going to let uh, Kansas introduce her because I don't feel worthy. Oh uh, what's why is why is this uh, this guest so? Um, she's got a relationship with Pac Meal, one might say. One might say uh, <laughs> so she's my uh, 15 year old daughter. Yep. And uh, we have four kids. We've heard Tessa on the podcast previously. Uh, she's seven, and then uh, we have a 13-year-old son, a 15-year-old daughter, and a 17-year-old daughter. And uh, and Noah and I actually just had lunch, and we were talking about uh, living in New Braunfels and being outdoors. And um, and and I told her, uh, you know, of of all the kids, I never really thought you would ever really enjoy the outdoors, and. Um, just because of moments of us being camping and, um, you know, like most adventures, it's, uh, it's an experience and there's obstacles and then you have to overcome them. And that's part of what makes it an adventure. You know, it's not like sitting in a hotel room watching Netflix or something, you know, it's sort of predictable. Totally. And, uh, but that's, what's fun. And that's where you learn stuff about yourself and your interests change and your, you learn what you can overcome. And, um, she has a good friend whose name is JC and her parents like to go camping and hiking. And I remember pretty vividly, this would have been a year ish, year and a half ago. Spring break. So yeah. last year. Okay. Yeah. So a year ago that, uh, JC and her family invited Noah to go out to Davis mountains to go camping. And it's going to be tent camping and cooking out there, you know, not in the park, but in, on some remote land or something they had completely access to. Isolated. I didn't have service or anything. It was like six hours away. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, well, this is either going to be, uh, <laughs> she's either going to come back and be like, Hey, camping's not so bad. Like my dad used to always take me to do this stuff. And yeah. apparently other people do it. And now it's cool. Cause my dad, yeah. you know, other people think it's cool too. Not just my dad. Uh, or she's going to come back and be like, I'm never camping again. Cause this was, this was a certainly, well, I, I've never camped with them, so obviously I don't know how they do it. But I was like, this could also be really rough. And she's like, yeah, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> and um, and I think, I don't know, tell me, how do you think, uh, when you came back from that, what were your what were your feelings on that? I mean, it was definitely a good experience because I had never camped with anybody else before or even been around anybody my age that liked camping and being outside. <clears throat> Excuse me, being <laughs> outside. And... And then your camping is just very, it's like rugged and you're getting lost and just. Adventure. Yes. It's a very adventurous trip when we're going camping. So it was interesting to go with a different family and see the way they set it up um, and just get to like dabble in all the different camping ways, I guess. Um, but I'm definitely glad that I did it. Yeah. Was, Me too. What yeah. it. Just because you mentioned it, the whole no service thing, oh. you know, it's, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, it wasn't like that, it? when we drove into town, we had service then, 
But it really wasn't as bad as yeah. I was expecting. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting outside and you have a campfire and right. you have music playing and it's just like um, phones, I never really associate, like, phones and technology with camping. Like, I feel like it would be weird to be sitting in a campfire. I mean, sitting around a campfire, and you're just scrolling on TikTok or doing whatever. Like, I don't yeah. think that it works like that. Yeah, um, it doesn't. So, and I also think it just gives you a good break, you know. You're completely isolated and just separated from everything. And then you get to come back, and it's a... It was just a li- nice little refreshing break, kind of. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, good answer, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that opened up Noah's interest in being outside, and she and JC go hang out at the river, and they ride bikes around town and skateboard around town a little bit, and um, and uh, I don't know. I feel like we've done some other stuff. Maybe we've done some kind of small hikes i can't i can't really call between then and our in this trip we're going to talk about what exactly else you did but your affinity for being outside grew mm-hmm. maybe it was just hanging out by the river in hammocks and reading and Definitely. that kind of thing yeah yeah but a little more recently um you guys went on a adventure i'd say yeah yeah um yeah um let's, let's relive that a little bit so uh uh, Noah is um, in New Braunfels. We have a ninth grade center, which is separate from the middle school and separate from the high school, and it's pretty remote. And so we thought for this year, maybe we try homeschool. You know, there's so much online, so many online options now. So she's actually, we're, we're from Houston, she's actually doing an HISD hmm. curriculum. And so every day she logs in, she has her classes and does her schoolwork. But but part of that, what we talked about is if you do this, one of the benefits, because no, none of, nobody in our family's done that. So it was kind of a trial and we were like, well, why would I do that? One was that I have to travel a lot. It give it would give her the opportunity to come on some of these trips. And I've always loved the idea of traveling. It's just, I had a different idea of what traveling was when I was younger. Yeah, I liked sure. the high end, expensive, yeah. let's go to all the cities and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So my outlook on traveling has definitely changed a lot. Yeah. And so, um, so SEMA was happening in Las Vegas in October. End of October. End of October. And um, I said, hey, do you want to go with me? You know, there's some cool stuff out at Red Rocks, uh, you know, just west of town. And, you know, we can kind of figure it out. And then the more I looked at it, I was like, well, it's also real close to the Grand Canyon. And so maybe we road trip this thing and we swing through the grand Canyon and go see what that's all about. Cause as many times as we've done Overland West in Flagstaff and we're so close to grand Canyon, I've never gone. <clears throat> and in part because my wife was like, Hey, you can't go to grand Canyon without us, you know? Yeah. And so, so I sort of pitched it to Noah, like, why don't we go figure this out together? We'll be light and nimble and we can figure it out. And then we can um, bring the whole crew back at some point. But since we're close enough, let's go have a little fun adventure. And uh, so then we looked and we start kind of doing some Grand Canyon research. Mm. And and uh, we read about this rim-to-rim hike. And we both are sort of talk about it like, would we want to do that? I was completely intimidated by the idea at first. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was too. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Um 
Yeah, why? You think you were intimidated by that? Is it because you hear about that? I mean, I mean, I didn't even know that was an option. I'd never thought that people would hike through the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, but I've just I've never explored the idea of backpacking before. Okay. Or hiking for that long, so it to be like presented in front of me as a possibility of something of me and going. I'm sorry. Um, of me going and doing it. Yeah. It. I don't know. It was just intimidating. Yeah. A little, little bit of everything. The distance, mm-hmm. you know, backpacking yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Makes yeah. Sense. We, I mean, I've, you know, I did backpacking in like late high school and through college, but, um, the kids have never been on a, they have no experience of like camping with everything on your back. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. um, so certainly it's that. And then when you read about the distance, you know, I think it was 26 miles or 26, something, you know, and, in the elevation. So, uh, so maybe I can explain rim to rim real fast. The Grand Canyon, uh, more or less, if you're looking at a map, runs sort of northwest to southeast. Just call it east to west or west to east or whatever. So there's a there's a north rim, a high spot, and it's mostly plateaus. When you get out there, you're you're basically looking at flat land, and then there it just falls off into this canyon, which mm-hmm. is crazy to see. And so. Um, there's there's a route that gives you the option to go from the north rim and cross through the canyon you cross over the river which is running perpendicular to your travel and then you come up the south rim to the or south wall to the south rim and you can go either way and there's Mm -hmm. a couple different ways you can do that and and actually if anybody's interested in learning about more about how to do that and how to get more information on it uh, at the end of this, I can run through that. That way we don't bore the conversation now, but if somebody wants to stick around for the end, I can give them all that data. Yeah, we can also plug it in the description and stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah, great idea. And so um, so we both looked it up and thought, man, 26 miles, like, is this something we can do, you know? And yeah. uh, That was really the biggest question, is if we could do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. marathon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, you're, you know, you're hiking, but, um, but you're hiking with a pack. You know, you've got... 30-ish pounds or something on your back. Did we ever weigh our packs? Uh, I think we did. Yeah, something, you know, whatever. You've got yeah, tent bags, food, water, all that sort of thing. And so, um, so really the, you know, the, you, can, you can and some people will go rim to rim in a day. Those people are really in a lot, really good shape. <laughs> and some people go rim to rim to rim in a day. Wow. And they're usually running, which is even crazier. It's like 48 miles or something yeah. crazy. And so, um, but if you stay the night, you have to get a permit. And the permits are apparently take six months to find a hole. And it's a kind of a, it's kind of an old school way of, of applying. You actually have to fax in your application. You can't email it. It's <laughs> awesome. But then, but then they reply to you with an email if you get it or not, which is funny. I'm like, why can't you just email this in? Man, that's and, wild. Though. And probably, this is my guess, it limits the amount of people that are applying. So mm. they don't have just an inordinate amount of people applying with lots of bailouts. So then the other option is that you can get there and somebody that doesn't show up, you can then take their spot. And sometimes that can take two or three days where you wait and so that's really sort of what we thought we were going to have to do. And we were planning the trip based on let's get there two days early. 
we'll mull around. If we don't get a permit, we can do some day hike type stuff. And, uh, but in the meantime, I sent in my application and we sent in, um, different trail routes and campsites you would want to stay at and how to break it out. So I, I put two different, uh, requests in and we got our first one, which was crazy. And we found out what a week before we were going. I think so. Yeah. It was very last minute. I remember that. Yeah. We, Why do you think that is that it going? Great. So that's a great question. Um, we were going at the very end of the season and in the North rim is less developed than the South rim. The South rim is where all the tour buses come up and there's tons of hotels. They call them lodges, but you know, hotels and lodging and restaurants that are on the South rim, a lot of highways and everything like that. The North rim does have a lodge system that is, it's operated by an independent, but it's on park land and that lodge closes I'll correct it at the end once we go through this, but I think that lodge closes the 14th of October or the 1st of October or something like that. And then, and then once the roads get snowed in on that side, because the elevation is like 9,000 feet, Mm. um, they're just snowed in. You can't get to the North rim. And so, um, so a little, a little bit of it is a gamble, you know, that, all right, if we, if we go and it gets snowed in, what happens? The weather, there's just a big flux in weather. And so I think that less people apply then. Um, if there's not a holiday, you know, we were going, we were asking to do it during, during the week, right? Uh, I think it was Halloween weekend. I think we did. Yeah, I, I think that. that's right. It was Halloween also. So we kind of played that into our benefit. We ended up leaving. I think we hiked Sunday and we came out on Monday. We hike Sunday, Monday, so yeah. it's kind of unusual. It's not on a weekend specifically, you know, for people that are like a normal group that would maybe drive in from Flagstaff or Phoenix to hike. You know, it's not like they're hiking Friday or Saturday. Yeah. And um, and so then you have to work through all the logistics on, you know, you do all this, all these studies on people that have hiked it and what are they doing and what is available there. You know, the first time, <clears throat> first time you do anything it's a huge learning curve sure and um and so we decided to go from the north rim to the south rim that way when we when we finished the hike we had lodging we weren't you know trying to camp out at the end of our big long hike and um and so that's what we did uh and it was an incredible trip it was i mean it's definitely something i'm going to remember forever yeah that's uh, awesome. Uh, so what, uh, I mean, you know, we can, we could certainly talk through like what we did and each step and whatever. I mean, in short, we camped out in the car in the forest. It's freezing. Yeah. We woke up, it was 21 <laughs> degrees. Our pers like our, con- the, whatever our breath, the yeah. perspiration from our breath had frozen on the inside windows of the car. Oh, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. we were sleeping on our Luno mattress, which was pretty great. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, we left the, we left the trailhead, the North trailhead at 9am. I think we made breakfast and we arranged some stuff and, you know, took some pictures and, you know, all kind of the basic stuff. We we're like, there's no reason to get out real early. Cause we're going halfway through. We ended up staying at bright angel campground, which is basically at the Colorado river. And, and it was a 14 mile day. And what was, what was our elevation drop? 
I can't remember. Basically, I think we hiked down 6,000 feet, you know, so over a mile, and then oh. over 14.7 miles was the distance. Day one. Day one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember when we left the trailhead? Like, it was, it was still in the 30s or something. Oh, yeah. And then within a few minutes, within, I don't know, less than a mile, we started, like... Shedding all of our layers. (laughs) We were getting so hot. So then we had all this, like, bulky, heavy stuff that we had to hike out with us the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, so we have jackets and long underwear hanging all over the place. We had all this stuff to keep us warm that we only needed for that very small window. Mm Because when you get to the bottom of the canyon, just like when you travel the mountains, the difference in 6,000 feet of elevation is a huge temperature swing. Yeah. So at the bottom of the canyon, it was like, it was like eighty-five degrees or something. It was perfect camping weather. Perfect camping weather, and I think it got down to forty-seven or forty-one or something that night. Yeah, that sounds right. So like twenty-degree swings, you know, and you certainly don't need all the stuff that we had. Yeah, it, it really, it's man, it's a whole, <clears throat> excuse me, whole another conversation, but it really does speak to the technology and um, and gear. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what you guys were wearing and stuff, but I guess that's the whole thing, right? Is how do we make yeah. clothing that is going to feel good in all of those? Yeah. Like, no matter how much it fluctuates. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, um, there's been so many examples of that in my, I think just in my own experience, but you know, the first time I went duck hunting, I had some PVC waders on and it was freezing cold. And then we have to hike in all these decoys and all this stuff through this mucky deal and I'm sweating and then you're there's yeah. no way for it to wick out because I didn't have the right stuff on and so then it just all froze on my body and I was all I wanted to do was go take a hot shower and drink some coffee like I didn't yeah. care about the ducks it was my very first duck hunt I didn't care about anything <laughs> that was going on I just wanted to go get warm and that's what good gear can do is help you yeah. help you focus on what you're trying to do and all the things that you're you know experiencing in that moment or you know like we even think about waders now like it can be raining and freezing and you can be casting a fly and you can focus on that eddy and that little ripple and getting your fly right there instead of thinking about like it's raining and i'm getting wet and i'm cold or whatever so you can really focus on that thing that is really fun that you're trying to do and so yeah base layer is like the one key thing if you're an outdoor person or you're going to do anything outdoor base layer is the most important thing smart wool makes a wool base layer that's incredible i like i only wear smart wool socks and i can wear them in winter and summer and they wick and they warm and they cool and it's really amazing i also have some um i think my whole family has wool base layers and i have some synthetic stuff that i've had since high school or college that still works so i haven't replaced it but i'm kind of jealous of the wool because i wear the socks and i know how much better it is yeah um uh, but why don't you Side walk note. us through like through hiking down and you know like what did you see? What did you think? What did it mean? Well, hiking. Okay, so when we got to the north rim, I didn't have any expectations of what it was gonna look like. I like to go in and just have no idea what I'm gonna see. <laughs> um, I think it kind of adds to the like spectacularness Mm -hmm. of it i guess yeah a mystery um yeah definitely and uh, so we show up and there's just like my dad described it was just a plateau and then it just suddenly drops down so i'm looking at it i'm like oh i have to hike down that (laughs) um (laughs) and 
so we're walking down it and i mean i'm kind of tired it's not that bad you're just you just have to make sure you're yeah you're walking down you're really know. just falling yeah. and putting one foot in yeah the exactly other. yeah it's a trail it's very obvious the trail you're not trying to guess you know there's thousands of people that hike the trail mm -hmm. but there's a lot of ledges and i think that was one of the things was that when we when we I mean, I jog pretty regularly and exercise and stuff. Um, so I felt like, oh, I'll be fine. But she and Noah doesn't do that as much regularly. She rides her bike and stuff. But I was like, we need to put packs on. We've got a lot of hills in New Braunfels. So we were we were like doing hikes with packs on, on up and down hills, up and down hills. Because we knew we were going to be, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to go down for such a long time. We're going to have to go up for such a long time. Yeah. Well, the, the difference in the impact is that, you know, it's it kind of slopes down, but then you have these big step offs pretty regularly, mm -hmm. and it really, my knee, my left knee, really didn't like it for some reason, and uh, so mm. it kind of slowed us down. And yeah, it can but, be hard on your joints a little. Yeah, it can be hard on joints, but otherwise the path was pretty straightforward. Oh, I thought it was, it was like easy. A lot of switchbacks. Mm -hmm. A lot of switchbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were on. We were showing the family some pictures when we got back, and they were like, "Oh, you were hiking on that ledge," and we were like, "Yeah, it wasn't that bad, mm -hmm. but it looks much more intimidating in pictures than yeah. we're actually doing it in person." Yeah, okay, I was gonna ask mm -hmm. that, like, how much do pictures do any of yeah. this justice? No, the pictures don't do any of it justice. Yeah, Because, yeah. mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I've always kind of seen pictures of the Grand Canyon and been like, "Yeah, that looks pretty." I mean, that looks great and huge and stuff, yeah. but, like, I feel like I've never thought everybody's been like, no, you it. just have to experience it yeah. with yeah. your eyes. I think it's like watching a car go really fast down the street ah. and being like, that looks really fast, but you have no idea until you're actually in the car. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so path's pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. What else What else from day one? Um, I mean... I don't know. I'm trying to think of it. Uh, what, uh, was there at any point in day one where you switched from, oh, this is fun and I can do this to this is kind of hard. Oh, yes. I don't like this. For sure. There was yeah. It was the last five miles or something. And at that point, we were just walking across the canyon. It wasn't like we were going down or anything. Yeah. And there was just switchback after switchback. And we... <laughs> Our watch was off, so we thought we had, like, half a mile left when really it was, like, two miles mm -hmm. or something. So after every switchback, we were expecting the campsite to be right there, or I was at least. <laughs> um, well, it, it wasn't so much a switchback because we weren't going down it. Well, but yeah. it was a it was a windy path within a canyon wall, so you couldn't see distance in front of okay, you. So you, every could, you could see that there was the wall, and it was there, and you're like, I bet right around there because it looks clear on the other side in the sky. Uh, That's yeah. where it is. Yeah. So every time yeah. you come around the corner, you're like, no, it was like disappointment. Yeah. It was you know? super disappointing. Yeah. There's a life lesson like, oh in there gosh. somewhere. Yeah. I was walking behind him and I was like, I just want to like sit down <laughs> and never get up. Um, it definitely became more of a mental game those last mm. five miles or so. Because, I mean, my body was tired. I was just mentally, I was just yeah. done. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm ready for this day to be over. Yeah. Um, and then we finally got to the campsite, and I just collapsed. I was like, ugh. Yeah. Um, so you get to the campsite, and you're exhausted. Yeah. Um, obviously. Well, even even kind of in that in those moments, you know, we had talked a lot about if you feel a hot spot on your foot, we need to take care of it right away because a blister is going to be terrible on this thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, 
And so as we thought we were really close, I was feeling a hot spot and I was trying to change how I was walking. Cause I was like, we're gonna be at the camp any minute. I'm not going to unpack my pack and get the first aid out and yeah. unblister and all that stuff. And so, um, so then I sort of started as it went longer, I started walking on the side of my foot and then I ended up bruising the side of my foot. And so now my whole, my right foot was really bothering me a lot. And, uh, we actually sort of walked past our camp. There's this route. Yeah. Tell them about Panther Canyon. Uh, Panther Canyon, it's like this lodge. I mean, it's not fancy, Mm-mm. but it's definitely not something you ex- you would expect to be in the bottom of a canyon. I mean, there's cute little cabins everywhere. Oh. And there's this creek. It's not very big or anything, but there's a creek running through it, and you have mules being packed in and out and um interesting there's a there's not a restaurant is there i think there's kind of a small restaurant you can you can pre-order like a steak dinner or something Mm -hmm. and they'll make sure that they have it for you yeah there's like gift shops and stuff yeah um yeah i think it's an old civilian corp project where they built these stone and rock cabins uh down in the bottom i mean they're really tiny you know and they've got a fireplace and i think that's kind of it some some beds and uh and um the aesthetic of them reminds you just of an old ranch that happened to be oh for sure in a canyon gotcha and and there's really you know the gift shop has like a shirt you can buy and a mug or a Nalgene or something and some stickers but that's that's kind of it and and you can apparently apparently the wait list on those is like a year to get in and so it's really hard to get an actual cabin in the lo- in the bottom, uh, but I think it'd be fun. And so, what a lot of people do is they uh, they arrive at South Rim, they ride the mules the nine miles down the South Rim wall, and then they stay at Panther Canyon, and then the next day they ride the mules back out. And uh, we passed some of the mule trains, and it was it was pretty awesome. Um, the sure-footedness, you know, of them, it like reminds you of of why mules were used to settle the West. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Uh, But (laughs) also the reason that we named it pack mule. Literally. I mean, um, you know, it's adventurous, adventurous minds and people looking for some freedom and wilderness and, and new opportunity and basically hauling everything they need with them. And it was without the pack mule, literally, you can read all sorts of historical stuff without the pack mule. The West never would have been settled because nobody would have been able to get their equipment and their livelihood over these mountain passes. And it required the pack mule because of its sturdiness and sure footedness. Hmm. And, um, but everything that comes in and out of Panther Canyon is by mule. So they have mule trains where they load all the food to bring down for, you know, a couple days worth of service any of the gift things, whatever, it's all in and out. And the people that work there have to hike down, which is pretty amazing. They don't they don't ride the mules down because either a mule's carrying something or it's carrying somebody that's paid for it. You know, mm-hmm. they don't just have a bunch of extra mules. Yeah. So if you work down there, I spoke to one of the folks. They're like, yeah, we have to hike in and hike out. Oh, no way. I'm investing in a mule myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so so Panther Canyon was awesome. and mm-hmm. um, But we stayed at Bright Angels, which is – basically connected to panther canyon and on the map it yeah. seemed like it was further apart and so we start walking by it it's on the other side of this creek you have to take a bridge over to it and we're looking at all these tents and i'm like i don't 
I don't think that's Bright Angel. There wasn't a it, sign or anything. It should, yeah, there was no sign. It should be separated. And then we kind of get towards the end of it, and I'm like, I don't know. And so I holler over. I was like, what campground is this? And they're like, Bright Angel. And I was like, oh, <laughs> hey, kiddo, we're here. <laughs> Let's go back. turn around and, and turn, around, back. Let's turn around and go Man, back. Man, so good thing you asked, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, no kidding. You know. Well, we would have gotten to the river in about another half a mile yeah. and then been like, that must have been it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we were so worn out that we were glad we asked at that yeah, moment for sure. walk any further. And um, and so we pitched a tent and got our stuff going. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ate lots of peak refuel meals, which they're are actually, actually pretty good. Oh, they're surprised. great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're mm-hmm. fantastic. You know, uh, everything's mixed in like a foil pack, and you pour hot water in it and – stir it and then seal it up for 10 or 15 minutes and let it sort of rehydrate and and warm and then which one's your favorite um what was that pesto chicken yeah yeah it was pesto, pesto chicken, chicken. Yeah. so good yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean everything is, is great. it was yeah. all good. that i've had they had a, co- the, a good breakfast skillet one too mm-hmm. yeah it was like bell peppers and yeah, yeah it's awesome there are biscuits and stuff. in it too biscuits and, oh yeah, they had a biscuit and gravy one oh, that i got yeah. oh yeah you know, when you're hiking, you're not, you know, you're like, okay, I need, I need energy and I need hydration. I mean, we had yeah. a bunch of cliff bars and electrolytes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we'd put electrolyte stuff into our water and um, we did cliff bars. We were, we were like, all right, we were doing like two cliff bars between meals just to make sure we did, yeah, our body so. didn't crash, you know, because yeah. you don't really know what your, when your body's not used to walking 14 and a half miles, you know, through that, you're like, well, I really and hauling 30 or so pounds in your back you're like i i don't want to crash and i've had that happen to me one time on a on a bike it wasn't a race it was like a it was the ms 150 yeah. i got towards the end and i felt my body just hit a wall and i was like oh my gosh this yeah. is what that's like and so i've always been very you know you experience something once hopefully you don't <laughs> you know how to plan around it in the future mm, and um, definitely played the trip on the safe side yeah yeah it's good mm-hmm. and um there were like mule deer hanging out, you know, around camp and crossing the river. And I went and soaked my feet in the river, which was freezing. I could only do it for less than five minutes because it dropped my whole body temperature so fast. But my feet were so tired and worn out. I was like, I got to do that. And then shower pouch was the other thing that was oh, a that huge was really nice. win for us. Yeah. Was like having that big old shower yeah. towel basically to wipe down and get all the grime and the sweat and the stink off so you can climb into your, yeah. you know, your clean long underwear go to sleep and yeah. climb in your sleeping bag and have a little bit of that citrus scent coming out yeah they've got some like special stuff in it that makes your skin you know yeah i don't know yeah I don't know the science of it but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. pretty amazing so you're uh you're talking about how the last five miles are starting to mentally be yeah. pretty challenging you get to the campsite is are you relieved instantly or are you kind of like i gotta do this again tomorrow I wasn't really thinking about the next day. I was kind of just glad, glad to like there. be sitting down on something. Yeah. Um. To be honest, I don't really remember the whole like setting up and getting to the <laughs> camp part. I think I just yeah. sat there and zoned out. I think. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but definitely, once I got in, like I started winding down. I started thinking about what I was gonna have to do tomorrow, and I was like, my body already hurts so much already. Yeah. So the fact that I'm gonna have to go up is. Yeah. It was a little, I'm trying to think of the D- word. Daunting, it. maybe? Yeah, daunting. Yeah. yeah. That's a good mm-hmm. word. Uh, it's interesting, you know, there's a life lesson in all of this somewhere, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, just the whole, like, being able to 
maybe look back on the day or you know be like let's let's enjoy dinner tonight instead of for me personally i probably would have been like oh tomorrow man it's gonna be another yeah and did that kind of just sit in my head and then then my night's ruined and i don't get to and then i look back on that night and i'm like man i was just thinking about how sucky the next day was going to be instead of enjoying dinner with you know dad or whatever Mm -hmm. um so yeah y'all set up camp and um we were in bed pretty pretty early yeah i mean that's the great thing about camping you know especially if you don't have a campfire going um is that once it's dark you're like all right well let's go to bed and your body's tired yeah Yeah. there's that piece of it too but yeah yeah i mean i think we were keen on staying up very late I think we both brought a book and we had headlamps and I think I read for a few minutes. Um, but I don't think we were awake past eight thirty, maybe. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, I mean I think it got dark at five thirty or six. Yeah. And uh, well man, you look back to when, you know, like before the light bulb was created, like that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it got dark and people went to sleep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And was- you got ten hours of sleep. That's mm-hmm. right. And now you know, yeah. another conversation, but now people yeah. are. I feel like when camping, you definitely run more on the like sun schedule than yeah. actual time. So. Yeah, which I feel maybe uh, was it's how it was designed to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the advent of of uh, you know oil lamps and stuff, I yeah. think extended that. But still, you know, the oil costs a lot of money, especially yeah. for back then, and so people were very sparing about it. You know. True. You read old books of how they stayed up by the oil light, or they, um, you know, would read a little bit, yeah. or, or they'd have their fire, you know, fireplace going for warmth and like yeah. sit up by it. But, but still, the, that light is pretty limited too. So you're not like, hey, let's uh, watch a movie for the next two hours. Yeah. And it's stay not awake much to do once it gets dark. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, um, it was amazing because while we were coming down there was a group of guys that were jogging up and then they passed us again oh wow and uh i was like man what time did you guys leave and they had left at like four in the morning or something and had come down jogging had come all the way across gone up and now they were going back they were doing the rim to rim to rim can't wrap my head around doing that yeah no i don't see why somebody would want to do that yeah it's a double marathon with l with 6,000 foot elevation gains and drops on both yeah. sides. It's definitely not Crazy. something you can just wake up and decide to go do it. No, it's a no. it's a monster endurance thing. For your not body, me anyways. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. teach their own. Yeah, so day one, I mean, I think day one was great. I was nervous about my knee and what it was going to do going out. But I slept like a rock. So did I. And we're sleeping right by, the, right by the creek. So you have like the... Water, yeah, yeah. Noise like a natural through. white noise. Yeah, natural yeah. white noise. Mm-hmm. And um, I was proud of us after day one. Definitely. Did, were you surprised by what you had done? I think so. Yeah. I don't. I don't really think I ever completely wrapped my head around what I was gonna do until we were like halfway done doing it. Um, and then we finished it and I was just thinking back on everything that like I had seen and done for the first time just in one day and I was definitely I was proud of myself for yeah. sure yeah so it's awesome mm-hmm. it's awesome 
And it was cool to be able to get to do with you because I know that you had never, like, seen the Grand Canyon or done anything. So it was a big moment for you also. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was, I love that we were doing that together. Mm-hmm. So do I. Day two. Y'all, early morning? Yeah, kick it off. Mm-hmm. Day two was definitely much more of a struggle. <laughs> I hit a point where I started freaking out. Uh, it was right at the four-mile mark, I think. We had just had lunch, and that's when the elevation was really starting to go up pretty fast. Um, I started freaking out. I was, I kept thinking, like, I can't do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Because um, I don't like hills. I've never, <laughs> never been one for them. Uh, so you're staring up at this giant cliff wall, and you're like, I'm going to have to go up that. Uh, and it... I don't know, it was messing with me. Yeah. But uh, my dad just talked me through it, and he kept my mind off of it, and he said, you can do it. And just, just he distracted me, really, which is all that I needed, was just to not think about what I was having to accomplish. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I've actually carried with me since then. I mean, if I see something, I'm like, I know I have to do it, and I don't want to, and I'm scared, but I just got to suck it up and go with it, you yeah. know? Um, so I definitely apply that to, like, school and tasks at home and whatever. Um, but, I mean, then we started hiking up, and we were just talking, and, I mean, I was going on about random rants, I feel like, the entire time. Um, but it was just anything to get my mind off of whatever. And I was just looking around at everything and we had this old couple that was kind of walking with us a little bit. Mm -hmm. They were like 70 years old and they Hmm. traveled the U S in an RV and just go on hikes all the time. That's humbling. Yeah. (laughs) Hike like 2000 miles a year or something crazy. So they said they hike 2000 miles a year. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, can't wow. fathom being 70 and doing that or 80 yeah that blows my mind yeah definitely i mean i look at the old people i know in my life and i'm like i can't picture you doing that right now <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah kansas is looking ahead 30 years like <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta take care of this body yeah <laughs> he's walking with a limp seven year old ladies <laughs> passing them up oh no they were definitely passing us <laughs> oh, they, they, they crushed us left yeah. us in their dust yeah I mean, they're doing 2,000 miles a year. They they had hiked down the south rim. There's there's a split on the south side, so you can come down the South Kaibab Trail and then go up Brian Angel Trail, which is what they did. So when we went into Phantom Ranch that morning to, like, get a souvenir and just kind of check it out, because when we came in that night to campsite, I really wanted to go see it, but I was so done walking or just wanted to go to bed. So before Mm -hmm. we left, I, I was like, let's go mull around Phantom Ranch. For 30 minutes and see what it is and and they and at the time i didn't realize it but they were they were down in bright angel and they were all covered up in their goose down and stuff and uh mm-hmm. and she was laying she was laying there and she was like give me some coffee jim just bossing them around yeah, like, <laughs> it was bob i think it was bob and yeah barbara or something yeah. like that yeah and uh she's like i'm just gonna lay here for a minute and um he's like okay babe you know and he goes and 
I guess, you know, they figure that out. And I didn't really know if they had camped out or I didn't realize that they had just hiked down. Yeah, they just know, hiked nine I, miles. Yeah, that they had already done. 9 a.m. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so, uh, so I'll back up a little bit and say on the way down, every there's water stations and you can refill. You know, we also had our own like water filtration system so we could, you know, we could go to the creek and get water if we needed to. Because there was some conversation about once the weather gets cold enough, they start shutting off the water lines so that they don't break. And so on the way down, on the more remote side, there was water at every station. And so we kept filling up our water. And I was like, all right, since we're climbing out, we've got less weight from food. We've got, and so let's manage our water weight too. And so I think we decided, like, keep the bladders empty. You know, we had camel packs in our Mystery Ranch backpacks. Uh, keep those empty. And then every water stop, we'll just refill our Nalgene. We'll drink one Nalgene while we're there, fill it up so we've got it to go. No, to I the thought next we spot. put electrolytes in the bladder. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't recall specifically. Maybe we drank it. Maybe we drank that water on the way up. And then once we got to the first yeah, I place, think. we were like, we'll just keep refilling. It was like Indian campground or Indian feather or something, mm-hmm. Indian cottonwood or something like that. Uh, but then after that one campground, which was the first one, there was no more water the whole rest of the way up. And I was like, Oh no. And so I got kind of nervous about it. So we were sitting at this spot where I'd planned to refill water and we're kind of talking about it. And then, and then we'll call them Barb and Bob and Barbara. Uh, you know, we're sort of getting up as they're coming up and and they said, Hey, uh, y'all can giraffe behind us if you want to. And they were kind of laughing and I, and I thought they were sort of joking to us, and but in seriousness, I said, I think we're, I think we are just going to hang in behind you and just keep pace with you, and uh, and then I couldn't they keep were, up with them. They were very talkative, and they were telling us all about their hikes and their travels and riding bikes and all the things they've done. They had already hiked the Grand Canyon like two weeks earlier, and were back doing some more hiking there, and uh, that's when I realized those were the people we saw on the bottom because they told us they'd come down, and. Um, and so we were trying to take pictures and also sort of take it in where they were grinding it out, but they slowly kept getting further ahead of us. And at some point I was like, Hey, y'all have a great hike. We're going to stay and take some pictures and take a break. But they just completely smoked us. Oh I mean, yeah. They, were, <laughs> they didn't even look back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All right. <laughs> Whoa, man. They were on it. Yeah. I mean, we it were looking up impressive. at them and they were. Yeah. Because coming up the South wall, it's a big switch. Like it's a wall face mm-hmm. almost with switchbacks and so once you get to a certain point you can actually start to see the path and see everybody going all the way up to the top yeah there's a lot of false peaks too but you you can at least see people up there but i mean there were a number of times when we look up and you're like oh my gosh we still have to go to the where that oh gosh yeah that person is yeah mm-hmm. it became yeah. very daunting yeah that's yeah that speaks a lot what you were saying yes. earlier, right because yeah. when you're coming down it's kind of behind you the best part of it is like ahead yeah. right mm-hmm. and then you towards the end the worst part of it is ahead and so yeah you know mindset yeah. change but yeah uh but going up was easier for me it didn't bother my knee or anything and so i just kind of pushed through it it was which, harder for me which was good because <laughs> i was able to like help yeah use that extra mental strength and yeah. push it over to her mm-hmm. 
And uh, so we got to the top, and it was Halloween day, and there was some guy dressed up like a pirate at the top, and he had two pieces of candy left and was like, all right, you get the last two. He's like, every Halloween for 15 years or something, I've been coming here, and I hand out candy to the hikers coming up to the top. And it was crazy, and it's kind of weird. Some people like to go south to north because you arrive in an area that's more remote, and you've been backpacking, and you've had the solitude. Because when you show up there and there's – people in like flip-flops and hanging out and they've just got off a tour bus and whatever it's a little bit like shocking a little shocking uh yeah good word jarring yeah and so we got a couple pictures at the bright angel trail sign and watched the sunset and then we're both like we need a hamburger and so we go to the hamburger place and they're like no to go food so in terms of notes you know like one thing is when you get to south if you think you're going to take food to go to your room you it doesn't work Food and is, like, impossible. It's not impossible. It was, like, an hour wait everywhere, you know, mm. and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to, like, I could eat my leg right now. I'm yeah. so hungry, and I'm so tired. So we so we got bumped around. I couldn't remember where we had a reservation. We had a reservation, like, some of the hotels are intertwined in, the, in their ownership. And so I think we had an email from Bright Angel saying, you know, check in at the Bright Angel, whatever, and. So I go in, I'm like, hey, I, th- I think I'm staying at this hotel. I'm supposed to check in here. And the guy's like, no, do you just check in there? And I was like, really? I, I distinctly remember the email saying that I sh- need to check in here. He's like, no, nope, that's not the case. So I'm like, all right. Well, the walk from there to the other, is, was, it wasn't crazy far, but as tired as we were and ready to be done, it seemed like a mile yeah it definitely felt like it. and so we get over there and they're like no um we don't have your name on a reservation here and i was like oh my gosh yeah and i'm starting to get frustrated so i'm like okay i gotta find this email so i pull it up i'm like i can't find it she's like let me look your name up in the system she's like oh you have a reservation at the thunderbird you need to go check in at the bright angel trail Which is that's what it was we stayed at thunderbird and that place was uh also started with a T, and that's how I got confused. Uh, to- Tovar, it was the Tovar Lodge, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Yeah, we're staying at Tovar." So then, so then I have to go back over there, and I'm and somebody else is helping me, but I'm like, "That guy over there, like I told him, I was supposed to check in here. He didn't even look up my name or anything." So I hike all the way over to Tovar to be told that when they look it up in the system by my name, that I am supposed to be checking in here. You know, if 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 you have another hotel that people are supposed to check in at, like, wouldn't you say like, oh, well, that's true for the Thunderbird. Let me look up your name real fast. Yeah. Oh, Instead I'm of being like, go hike over to Tovar. Yeah. I was so frustrated. I was like, <laughs> it's it was really funny actually. And I was so worn out, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go get, I'm gonna go get some burgers going. Yeah. Let's go check in, and then I'll walk back over and get burgers. And so I walk over there, like, oh, it's an it's an hour wait oh and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> and we have to eat there and so i'm trying to figure out how to do it and the and so i'm like well i'll just get seated and order the burger and then we'll just take them so i'm gonna go put my name on the list so then i start walking around to every restaurant i can find just trying to find out if somebody's got a shorter wait or whatever and i end up back over at tovar i think i called them mm-hmm. and they're like yeah, we'll do it to go from their hotel restaurant. So, so 
I ordered a smorgasbord. Meanwhile, I'm limping all over the place because remember my bruised foot from yeah, earlier in the call? <laughs> it hurts so bad. Like, I can hard. I, I mean, I look like a limp yeah. uh, or gimp or whatever. I mean, then I'm, every muscle in our body just hurt, too. Oh, I mean, you so lose bad. all of tight. your downhill muscles, all of your uphill muscles. Yeah. It's just like, oh, everywhere was achy. Yeah. And so I end up back at Tovar and I order three entrees it's like some huge chicken thing some big pasta thing <laughs> some beef thing yeah. i order ice cream desserts pie and- pies oh yeah i'm treating myself I'm just like yeah. we're crushing yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. and 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 we came back to the hotel with all the stuff when i pick it up you know and uh and i glasses of milk i was oh, like yeah ma'am can i can y'all do some milk to go and she's like you're hungry aren't you and i was like yeah we're starved and the more I sit here, all I can think about is food. I'm like shopping yeah. with my stomach right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never shop hungry. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And uh, so we go back, and I don't. Even, what movie do we put on? Oh, we put on like the 1950s Frankenstein. Oh, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the TV, and we're in this like government issue looking Thunderbird Hotel. Oh, you know, it's, it's a like terrible cement building. Walls and everything. Yeah. And uh, and we just crush all this food oh, watching God. old Frankenstein. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, it was Halloween Day that we got there, so uh, there you go. It's yeah. fitting. It's yeah. definitely the most interesting Halloween I've ever had. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it was great, That's and good. then and then lots of stretching, lots of foam roller. Again, the next morning, waking up like I can't move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my calves and feet and everything. Uh, yeah, we had to get on a bus, four-hour shuttle, and go back to where our car was. Yeah, that was another thing because there's no you can't just drive across the canyon. Yeah. You have to go completely around it, so yeah. it's a four hour car ride to get back on yeah. a shuttle. So you have to be in the lobby at seven a.m. for the shuttle pickup. Yeah, and uh, I think they leave at seven thirty or something. Yeah, I don't know. But it was in what was cool is to be on the south side. You can. Because as you come up, you keep looking back, and you can sort of see where you came. So then when you get to the top of the rim, you can look all the way across the canyon. You can sort of see where you came from. There's a faint line of a trail that you can see. Yeah, and you're and you're like, mm-hmm. it, it's hard. It's to nothing you can describe to to look down and across, and as far as you can see, you know that's where you've walked from it was very hard to wrap my mind around and comprehend that i actually was able to do it yeah so that's another very big like lesson that i learned from the trip is you can definitely do way more than you thought you could you know like if i had seen that and i had zero preparation like i could not imagine starting at the south rim then looking across at what i'm gonna have to do because with the north rim it's just so a lot of trees yeah and you, you sort of come through the forest and you're you're zigzagging through the trees you yeah. don't necessarily have that wide open distant perspective you can't you see how what you're actually doing and it's not laid out in front of you so if i was doing south to north it would have been like i would have been like i don't know if i want to do that <laughs> yeah i think that's true i would have been intimidated for sure yeah is uh is there anything you would have done differently though um you know that maybe you're thinking about on your four-hour bus ride back, mm-hmm. was there something that, you know? I mean, I really can't think of anything. I feel like for a first backpacking trip overall, I feel like we did pretty good. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I, I can't think of, of, I wouldn't have walked on the side of my foot. I would have stopped <laughs> that because that was painful for the yeah. whole next day. Yeah. Actually for the next few days, uh, because yeah, you're walking around SEMA. Yeah, because then we went to yeah. SEMA, and we were like walking like like eight miles a day, walking yeah. around all the floors and pacing Jeez. aisles and doing all that stuff. And, uh, uh, man, the only thing that I think we sort of considered was not having all that extra warm stuff that we yeah. would have, like, shed those layers and been a little cold at the beginning and been like, we're going to warm up with body heat and movement. So we don't need these extra larger fleece jackets and stuff. Actually, well, another thing I didn't think of was when I was packing my backpack, I didn't plan for the night that I was going to have to spend at a hotel and then the day driving back. So we were driving back. It was like 40 degrees outside or something. And I was just in shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, Like I was not prepared at all for that. I had a jacket actually. Yeah, yeah you had your best. Um, but my legs were freezing. I was so cold. I wish I'd brought another pair of leggings. Uh, that's what I would have changed. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. The hike act was, I thought it was perfect. I was regretting bringing the hiking sticks for a while when we were going down. I thought they were stupid. Yeah. Um, and I just thought they looked silly too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we were going up and I was like, oh, these are actually really beneficial. I'm <laughs> yeah. glad I have them. Yeah. So. Yeah, we had some. I don't know how you pronounce them, but Lakey or Lekey or whatever, L-E-K-I hiking sticks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to sort of figure out the pace, you know, but. There's a certain rhythm to it. A certain rhythm, but I I, th- I think that they helped me with my knee thing and stepping down to prevent from just like really tearing something up. But they also help just to take the load off and help push you forward. It gives your arms mm-hmm. a little something to push yeah, on. Totally. It's a little extra stability, too. A little stability, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't – I was glad they were foldable because I, I thought, well, if these are really dumb, we'll just put them in the back. Because I've never hiked with sticks before, but everybody's like, you got to have them. And I thought, well, they're there for a reason. And I read the benefits, you know, help push, yeah. stable, whatever. And I was like, all right, well, I haven't used them, but I I don't want to be there wishing that I had them and sure. not. Mm-hmm. Better to – So hiking sticks were a benefit too, yeah. Definitely. I think our – I think mostly because of the extra – uh clothing we had but our packs were like exactly the right size almost a little bit too small i would have been okay having a pack that was slightly bigger i think we had oh gosh what i mean it was they? definitely hard zipping them up yeah, but i i feel like overall it was pretty good and the weight wasn't bad i mean going up we kind of had to unload some of my weight into his pack because <laughs> Yeah. I was a little worn out. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, mile one coming up. You know, when when we cross the Colorado River, it's pretty incredible. Just mm-hmm. you're on that bridge and you see all that flow coming through. It's a shaky bridge, too. Yeah. I was sure it was going to break or something. <laughs> <laughs> but we got about a mile up and she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm having such a hard, you know, like, oh, it's like, and I'm looking at my elevation on my watch. And I'm like, we've gone up 800 feet. And we have yeah. 5,000, or we have 4,800 more feet to go or something. Yeah. You can't crash now. And I was like, well, I'm feeling good, so I'm going to pull all your stuff over to my pack and jam it in there, all the heavy stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, You're like, I feel great now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, this is easy. 
She's uh, like, Dad, remember when I said that? Yeah, I was feeling fine. I yeah. just wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I think, I, I can't think of anything else that we would have redone. I mean, like anything, it's really important to pre-plan and to, and to research everything. I think we had the right amount of food. I think we had the right amount of water. You know, I think food was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was nervous about the water thing. We could have hiked down to a creek probably and pumped some water. He but was on the- so excited about his water pump. He oh, was yeah. like, we should just go get some, go by a creek and pump some water. I was yeah. like, it just one of those like to. squeezable bags or what? No, you, you put it in and you pump it. And it <laughs> oh, it was an actual pump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bought right. it a couple of years ago and we've never had a chance to use yeah. it. We used it at uh, Enchanted Rock. That's true. When we hiked the dome over there, we we did the big loop trail at the end. Mm. He likes coming up with excuses and different reasons I like to gear. use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I like stuff that allows you to be kind of independent, you know. Yeah, well, that fits. The reality, though, mm-hmm. too, yeah. <laughs> but the reality, too, is that water, like, you can go a long time without food, but you can't go a long time without water. Yeah. So, yeah. like, having a, a way to have filtered, you know, water that's consumable is really important and they've got uv pins now and they've got all sorts of other different things that you can do but um you know that's kind of that's one of those things that's kind of with me anytime i take a big trip yeah just in case you know just in case. <laughs> uh, you know i think that uh in terms of in terms of resources and kind of thinking about how to go do it um there's uh there's a lot of facebook groups so if you're on facebook there's the rim to rim uh canyon rim to rim group and the in the homepage thing kind of shows the north kaibab kaibab trailhead and it shows the distance and the different sedimentary layers and all that stuff and then it shows where the campgrounds are and then kind of coming out just as a as sort of a profile view of it but everybody that's on here is talking about where they're going and what they're doing and what their experience was. And so there's a lot of encouraging stuff, but I posted on there a couple times, um, about when to camp and how to camp and, uh, you know, the permitting system and the permitting system. Um, there were so many people that sent us a bunch of stuff and I'm, I'm really bad about, about like going on and talking about stuff afterwards. And I should have, I should have like, posted on here that hey we did it it was great thanks for everybody uh but um it was never too late yeah i probably (laughs) should still do it so uh nps uh dot gov is where you can get the backcountry permits nps dot gov forward slash grca forward slash plan your visit forward slash backcountry dash permit dot htm you can replay that a few times if you want to pull that up yeah, just hit the back 15 seconds uh, button right yeah. now. And that's where you get all the permit information. But um, but like I said, you have to fax. The, it's like a piece of paper. You have to fill it out. You fax it in. The, the rangers are pretty good about responding. Uh, but there's no way that you can, that you can email it in. Uh, again, the temperature swing from the north rim to the bottom of the canyon is pretty great. A lot of people go during the summer because it's a better time. On either of the rims, it's a lot cooler. But when you get down to the bottom, it gets to like 110. And so they have lots of problem with people getting over, you know, heat exertion and passing out and all that sort of thing. So if you decide to go do Grand Canyon during the summer, 
Um, be wary. Yeah, I mean, like, be very light. Have as little things as possible on your pack. A lot of cooling options. You know, a lot of people put those cool rags around their neck and stuff. Just move slow. Take it slow. Know your limits. Those sorts of things. Um, the weather was perfect for us. But, you know, the there's not really a great way to to understand what the weather is there because it's in a canyon and there's not like a weather station sitting there um i'm trying to think what other resources there is one thing that i'm that's coming to mind right yeah. now uh, we had a tracker thing we could oh, yeah. what was that thing called yeah we we had a garmin in reach which is really important because we knew mm -hmm. there was no cell phone service in the canyon it's not something i would have ever thought to bring but it just gives you a way to connect with people on the outside i guess yeah it's a, it's got an emergency response deal too so mm -hmm. did the fam have it back home uh, yeah, so it just sends a text to their number. Mm -hmm. So gotcha. You can pre-program replies and answers and stuff. Yeah. So periodically, we would text my mom and just let her know everything that was going on. And yeah, before we started hiking, Noah, you know, we read the instructions, and you know, you have to get a subscription, and there's a bunch of stuff you have to do to it. Mm -hmm. So don't don't buy one on your way there. You know, get it a week ahead of time, yeah. so you can boot it up and check it and make sure it works i had we actually had some issue trying to get it work in the beginning and we had to call garmin a couple times to get them mm -hmm. to reset the signal or something and so we were still at our house but you can imagine what that would be like if you're trying <laughs> to go camping and um so noah pre typed some text messages in it mm -hmm. so when we got i think we had like we're eating lunch everything's fine you know we're at our campsite just things that so we didn't have to try to like scroll because you don't have yeah it's not a double thumb thing it's really like an emergency you just deal. a mm -hmm. bank of uh text you can send yeah, yeah. One. gotcha yeah, so you he can just me, click uh, it and it send it okay he had me it programming some like we're hurt dad's hurt. i about to say uh yeah, sos yeah, yeah. uh um, dad smells well, uh, it was really annoying me. It was I, stuff about like broken arms or yeah. something serious happened, and I was like, "This is kind of freaking me out a little bit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I was, was thinking, like, if something floor. happened and there was a broken limb, you don't want to have to type all that out. If you say like we're hurt or something's happening, they want to know what it is. Yeah. So we we pre-programmed a few of those things in there. <laughs> Kept it vague, but still to where they'd have enough. Yeah, you don't want to manifest that or anything. No. Definitely yeah, I think not. it started with like. Noah's hurt, but we're okay. We had like people are helping us. We had we're, a helicopter's coming. I yeah. think was one of them. Oh, uh, that's fun. And then we yeah. and then we had like dad's hurt and the same thing. So you could be like dad's hurt. Select the next message. Yeah. Helicopter's coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's gonna live. Or what are the books that you that you like fill in ad libs or yeah. Mad Libs? Ma Mad uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Mad that. Libs. But but that. You know, that was a great thing to have. Yeah. Uh, and then it's something you can continue using, you know, like yeah. we go camping sometimes. I was down on River Road a while ago and um, JC didn't have any service because only AT&T reaches there. So if mm. we went somewhere and we both didn't have service and we could just bring that and yeah. Yeah, there you go. have an easy way to get in contact with people. Yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah. point. Obviously change the messages according yeah. to yeah, circumstances like, kansas is gone he's like no no yeah. i'm right here i'm right here dad's yeah, got yeah. a broken arm <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused yeah uh but that was a good piece of equipment you know proper water lots of like pre-planning making sure that you're 
body's used to doing that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah. knowing your stretches and your limits and make sure you have enough like energy bars and stuff yeah i was being stuffed with cliff bars kind of the entire time i was like i really can't eat another bite yeah yeah no no it doesn't you know she's kind of a dainty eater you know she eats a salad or whatever and i'm like look i'm gonna tell you to eat a cliff bar and you're just gonna have to eat it because you have to put those calories in your body because yeah. your body's gonna be burning so much so much energy yeah and you're not used to eating and you're not gonna want to eat because you're worn out it, like that doesn't make you hungry normally drinking water just made me tired i was like oh yeah. it's another muscle i'm using yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but i think that I think that um, uh, as sore as I was, I never would have guessed I'd have been as sore as I was with the type of shape that I'm in. Interesting. I never would have guessed it. And I, I read about people that train for six months and a year, and they're still like, I'm so glad that I did because it allowed me to do it. And that's back to like pre-plan, be ready for something so you have success when you're in that moment doing it versus like "Ah, that'll be fine i'm really busy i'm just gonna go do it and then suffering really bad and so is so i mean we still hiked hills and we were putting in six and seven mile days i think Mm -hmm. just on hiking hills and stuff and training just trying to get ready for it and i I think we probably only did three of those yeah then Uh, we had just the small ones in between yeah but um but yeah, I never would have expected to be as sore as I was come the next day, um, and so it really surprised me. I was like, "Man, I don't," you know. There were some people we saw on the trail that that looked like they were already out of shape before they started this thing, and you're like, "Man, I hope that person gets up this deal." You know, you start. Like, that's a medical evac. That's a medical evac. That's going to cause a ranger to come pick him up. Yeah. You know, and then. The problem with that about people wandering off to do things that they're not ready for is they put other people in danger because other people are stopping to help them or rangers are having to come in to help them and then you create this whole whole wheel. Mm-hmm. And so it's certainly not something to be taken for granted. But Preparation is the key to having an enjoyable experience. God, that's that's a coined. Yeah, no joke. Let's save that for later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll start the episode off right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, in terms of resources, there's some YouTube videos where people, you know, hike. Uh, like, I think they film the entire thing, and you can kind of watch that and skim through and get an idea of what it looks like. We did a time lapse with the GoPro, and I think we'll probably upload that to our YouTube channel so you can get an idea of what the trail like the trail looks like. I think that's helpful just because when you see where you're going, you can mentally prepare for it a little better than having no idea what you're getting into. You know, you don't know what the trail looks like. I mean, or I what didn't the have any idea. Like any of that stuff. And and it took a lot of planning and preparation to get ready for the trip, too. In terms of just reading information, um, printing out documents. I mean, I had a manila folder where when there was a really good article that had a lot of information in it, I would print it out and put it in there so I didn't have to go find it again somewhere or save it on a clipboard. And that way we were able to also take it with us so when we – because when – when we were at the North Rim, we didn't have service either, and so we were able to have access to all that information quick and easy. You also have to hike with your permit, so that was in there. Make sure you've got your permit printed out. Mm. Uh, so it was a big time. And then we went to 
Vegas after that and Vegas, you know, for SEMA, like SEMA was interesting, but it was like, we don't want to be here. I'm not a Vegas person. Noah realized she's not a Vegas person. (laughs) Uh, We did go see the 3D mummies exhibit and we Mm -hmm. saw a National Geographic photographic exhibit, which was great. Uh, And so we did two days of SEMA and then, and then we left and we're like, we kind of want to still do something. And so we actually drove through the Mojave desert and went down to Joshua tree and nice. uh, stayed at Jumbo Rocks and camped out, and we did a hike the next day. And uh, golly, drove I'd the never little San to... Bernardino Mountains mm. range, and Noah did most of that driving. She did her first off-roading expedition, which is pretty good. Yeah, and uh, and we be and and through this whole time, we also were were preparing uh, and testing the Scout. So so some of that driving was taking some pictures, but also beating it up really good and bouncing around with loads and seeing what works and what doesn't kind Rock of crawling a little bit micro changing it yeah and uh and then in the in joshua tree we uh i guess it was like on a saturday or a sunday mm-hmm. we got on i-10 and drove like book to back 20 miles i mean 20 hours yeah it was like yeah. 20 hours yeah. it was a Jeez. monster drive mm-hmm. and uh did we stay somewhere that night no nah, we slept in the car Oh, that's right. Yeah, we pulled into a rest stop and just crawled in the back of the yep. car and went back to sleep. Nice. It was awesome on the way up. We stopped in uh, uh, Santa Rosa, New Mexico, and it was like 2 in the morning, and we had no idea where we were stopping, and we needed a refresh. And I we had been at the shop all day Friday, so I was like covered and, and gross from working. And we pull into the hotel, and there's a guy with a truck camper, and he's got a pack mule on his front bumper, <laughs> nice. which is pretty fun to see, mm-hmm. like, at the beginning yeah. of our trip. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, but, yeah, lots of resources, and we'll try to include some of the links. I'll pull some more of that stuff up, so if somebody's interested in doing it, it's totally worth it. If Definitely. If uh, And you could you could break it up over three days, which I think would have been even more fun because it would have been less of a strenuous hike. You could have stayed at – you could have even stayed at one campsite two nights, you know, but you could you could catch the nine-mile campground, and then mm. you could go another nine miles to the next one and then, you know, break it up over some more time. I enjoyed being in the canyon. So, for me, it wasn't about just getting in and getting out. Yeah. yeah. I really wanted to be there and enjoy it. And so um, – but our, our schedule didn't quite allow that, and then the permit only had the one night available. So um, – yeah. but I liked where we stayed. I liked Bright Angel as so a campground. Which is pretty nice overall i feel like the trip it's definitely one of the my favorite things i've ever done before yeah like in the moment it was really beating me up but just like look like thinking back i can i feel immensely proud of myself for being able to do that um and it's not something that i would have expected like i don't know yeah. uh, i will say when we were hiking i was seeing all these fit people around us that are doing the 26 miles in one day and they're like i don't know those old people too and there was this one lady and she had hiked in that morning and she was hiking back out and then she was going to come back across i don't know it definitely made me be like oh well guess i'm not as strong as them or it made me feel like um a little less i can't think of the word for it You know how, like, when you're – I can't think of the word. Yeah. I get what you're saying, though. 
but like you know how you're in school and you're like behind somebody and they're way smarter than you and you just feel like stupid next to them yeah that's kind of how i felt like mm. in the canyon next to some of these people and then i got out and i forgot about them and i was like i did it. it's whatever you know yeah you you're a little intimidated by seeing these people that were like crushing all this stuff and not intimidated it just made me feel like a little worse about myself <laughs> <laughs> you felt a little inferior to yeah 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 that's it i was i felt inferior to them yeah you know i'll say to that like those people were, were probably at one point in in your shoes right then and just yeah. come out the womb or, yeah know, ready to yeah you know kill yeah. the grand canyon yeah i think if you really enjoy it you can also allow those people to be inspiration too you know like, mm-hmm I'm going to go back and I'm going to, you know, do more or do yeah. something different or I'm going to do that more often or, you know, 2,000 miles a year. That's kind of a cool goal to have. Like, what kind of realistic mileage could I hike every year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, is 200 miles a year something that's realistic or 100 miles a year? You know, that's a... Make a goal for yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because hiking is one of those things that takes a little time to get to a spot to go... You, there's lots of day hiking trails, but mm-hmm. you have to sort of like, all right, where am I going to go hike today? What is there a state park or is there a local trail? But you can go put in three or four miles, and it it sort of forces you to get into that same moment where you're disconnected from your phone, you're enjoying nature, and you're walking, and you're getting some exercise, and so all the good things are happening. All senses are like, in the yeah, right. and runners high is a real thing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Scientific. Yeah, yeah, and and all y'all are, uh, you know. Both you and that person that's doing maybe rim to rim to rim are all sharing the same, yeah, you know, joy for for being in the outdoors, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. It was awesome. It yeah. was. Really proud of you. I'm proud of you too. Thanks. <laughs> We're not quite the duo, I'll say. Hmm? Where to next? I don't know. I mean. I'm still thinking like Washington in that area. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. I think Everest. that's what i think alaska would be cool that would be fun to do alaska alaska would be amazing Mm -hmm. well let's do that and then y'all come back on and talk about that yeah sounds like a plan Mm -hmm. until next time Mm -hmm. yeah thank you guys yeah